Hi everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Tending the Vine. My name's Camille. I'm from Trellis Counseling and Tending the Vine is a space where we talk all things mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, looking at it through the light of scripture, but also very much how those all intersect in how we live our lives in the day-to-day. Um, this is episode 13. I can't believe we're here. It's great to be here. And today I want to take some time to talk about anxiety. Almost everyone that I know struggles with anxiety in some way, shape or form. And a lot of the things that I've been reflecting on and thinking about also some of the things that we talked about in the previous episodes about being still and cultivating rest. They've also made me think more carefully about stress, about worry and anxiety, and also very much about how We have a God who's calling us to bring all of those burdens we are feeling to him. Um, And as I move into this topic of anxiety, I really want to take a lot of care in doing this. I, I want to really do this well and pray that as I speak these things, that they can be a blessing to you and an encouragement to you. Um... I think a lot of us do struggle with anxiety from time to time, uh, but not all of us approach it in a wise way. Um, we don't always approach our anxiety in a wise way um, when it comes to ourselves, and we also don't approach our anxiety in a wise way when it comes to encouraging those we care for. There's also a lot of differences in degree of severity when it comes to anxiety. There's those who might get anxious before an important meeting, anxious about a presentation or sending certain emails or when something else big and new is happening. And then those who have what we might think of as a more clinical form of anxiety and they face it almost every day. But these are just different differences in degree and the way that we want to be able to grow in approaching our anxieties is the same no matter the degree of severity. Um, So the Bible is filled with so many commands for us to not be anxious and we can try to work with those commands and share them with others in ways to hopefully encourage them but instead we, we do this in a way that's not so encouraging that can actually be somewhat discouraging but also in a way that loses this relational vitality that God intends for us a relational vitality that God wants from us with him and so before I go much further I really want to be clear that it's not at all true that you're not a good Christian if you're anxious or struggle with anxiety it's not true that the racing thoughts and shortness of breath that you might experience or the increased heart rate or the panic attacks It's not true that any of them mean that you are not trusting God enough. Thinking these things, saying them to a brother or sister who's anxious or experiencing a moment of anxiety is far from helpful and it is far from true. Looking only at the fact that the Bible tells us to not be anxious does nothing to recognize or alleviate the very real anxiety, fears and worries that we can experience. I want to use this time talking about anxiety as a way to help us all grow in learning that no matter how big or small we might think our experience of anxiety is, it is this gateway for us to grow in our relationship with God. It's this doorway into deeper communion, deeper relationship with our Heavenly Father. 
Anxiety is a very real part of the experience of what it means to be human. Fear and concern, neighbors, neighboring feelings to anxiety, they help us to navigate the world. They help us to navigate threats to say, stay safe. Fear and anxiety are very real and very appropriate responses to being threatened by a shark or um, facing so much uncertainty and pressure when it comes to something big that's happening in our lives. These emotions often tell us something about what's going on in the world around us, what's happening in our own lives, and sometimes also what's going on in our own hearts. And depending on their intensity, they're like a little notification or this alarm that is telling us there's trouble. There's trouble that's coming at us, trouble that might be surrounding us, and there's trouble that's inside of us. This is an alarm system doesn't always work in the way that it should and it doesn't always work in the way that we want it to so many things can go wrong because we are broken people we are living in a broken world and it can end up being this really super sensitive system instead of a well-balanced system and all the alarms are, b are blaring all the time and we find that we don't pay enough attention or we find that we don't pay enough attention to the alarms so then our anxiety shows itself in different ways and we start to have digestive issues or migraines or our body shuts down in the form of a panic attack. Now, please don't misunderstand me. Anxiety is not the only cause for digestive issues or migraines or other physical ailments. Um, and there is definitely a biological element. And there's also this just real intricate connection between so much of our physical, mental and emotional health. We also see this um, not just in the way that anxiety can manifest itself physically, but in the way that physical things can have an impact on our anxiety as well. Um, there's a very real biological part to our anxiety. So this is, you know, I'm sure you can think of somebody who can't have more than one cup of coffee without inducing an anxiety attack, especially if it's first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. Our hormones definitely have a part to play. Um, thyroid functions can have a, good, a big impact on our mood. Other hormonal imbalances, especially for females, they seem to be something that's a bit more common for females and males. Um, there is a role for medication because of how it impacts the way our brains function and the ways that neurons communicate with each other there is an impact of medication on our anxiety, especially if it is super sensitive and all these alarms are just going off at all, all different times. There's also the impacts of exercise, of diet and sleep. They can all impact how we see and experience the world. They can all have this impact on how much anxiety we are experiencing. And because things are complicated and there are so many different and because there are so many different interactions of what is happening in our lives anxiety can also be very situational we can be working in a high stress environment where we struggle to keep up or we do keep up but it's taking its toll on us we could be under a lot of pressure because of things that are happening with our family or friends maybe we find ourselves facing a lot of uncertainty not sure about things that are happening when it comes to relationships or within our job or within our family. Um, so then that provides a lot of cause for anxiety. 
We could be under financial pressure, facing certain demands in another area of life, and we're just not sure how we're going to feel them. Perhaps we have experienced something traumatic, which means that we're on high alert in so many situations and we bump into all these different things that leave us feeling anxious and unsettled because they remind us of certain things or we just have a very, very overactive alarm system. And our lives are filled with so much unknown. There's so much uncertainty. And if it were up to us to control it all or try to navigate it by ourselves to make those right plans, those right decisions by ourselves, it makes sense that we get anxious. It is understandable that we are afraid of what the future might hold. It's understandable that our body is sending us signals so that certain situations don't repeat themselves. Um, And it makes sense in this that this can also go haywire, that this alarm system can be broken. Um, The thing with this alarm system, there is a physical element, a situational element and an emotional element, but there's also a spiritual component and they are all so intricately connected. As we live before the face of God, we want to grow in paying attention to this alarm system because it tells us something about very real troubles. And more than just noticing these troubles and noticing that our anxiety is telling us about these troubles, we also want to grow in bringing them to our Heavenly Father. We want to grow in bringing the troubles that we're experiencing, the troubles that we're noticing to, to the God who promised us promises us a safe space in the middle of a storm. It's true that the Bible is filled with commands to not be afraid. There are many, many places where we are told to fear not, to not be anxious, to not worry about our future, to not be afraid of other people or the troubles that we might be facing. Many of these things are very real fears and the scriptures are filled with the instruction to not be afraid because God knows that we can be so fearful. We, what we can very easily overlook with these commands is that each of these commands also come with the reminder that our God is with us. Do not fear for the Lord your God is with you. Fear not for I am with you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. God is our refuge and our strength. Therefore, we will not fear. Humble yourself before God, casting your anxieties upon him. Each of these commands... Do not just tell us to not be afraid, but they remind us of something about who our God is and who we are in relationship with him. We have a God who is close. We have a God who is with us. He's right there and we can bring all of our fears and anxieties to him, knowing that our God really cares and he carries us through all our concerns. He is our safe place in the storm. He is the strong tower that we can run to, the refuge that we need in times of trouble. When we know and remember these things about God, we can turn to him when we're feeling overwhelmed and anxious. We can speak to him in moments of insecurity and moments of doubt for our future, knowing that he's so much bigger, he's so much more powerful, and he is in control of it all. 
We don't have to be in control. We can let go. And we can let go of our need to hold tightly that just that can fuel so much of this anxiety and we can give it over to God. Because we're not in control, but God is. And he is so much bigger and so much stronger than we are. Probably the most common command to not worry or be anxious is in Philippians 4 verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. This verse and the passage around it is one that sticks strongest in my mind of all of the scripture. Passages that my mum got to memorize, us to memorize as children. Um, And probably is also the one that sticks strongest in my mind and maybe even yours about the scripture that tells us to not be worried. Or to not be anxious. We don't just sit with our fears and anxieties. We don't just let them flutter around in our stomach or tighten up our muscles or whatever anxiety looks like for you. We bring them to our God in prayer. But we can't look at this verse on its own. We need to read it in the wider context. Starting at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be made known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near Therefore, do not be anxious about anything. The reason that we do not need to be anxious, the reason that we can bring everything to God in prayer and supplication is because the Lord is near. We don't need to be afraid because we have a God who is so much bigger than our fears and our anxieties, but he's also a God who is close by. A God who is near us, so that we can bring all of those fears to him. We can stop in the moments when we find ourselves overwhelmed by anxiety. We can slow down during seasons where we find ourselves more stressed or wound more tightly. And we can turn to him. This doesn't take away from the very real distress and pain and difficulty that we experience in these moments when we are feeling anxious. It doesn't mean we will never have a panic attack again or that our anxiety will be gone forever, that we'll never hear this alarm telling us about trouble. Instead, what this means is we would want to grow and learn to pay attention to what it is our anxiety is telling us and how we can bring that to God. We want to grow in being able to see the relationship that we have with God and how that alarm or notification that's going off when we feel anxious is something that we can bring that can bring us closer to God. Quieting our anxieties is not ultimately about finding strategies to silence the worrying thoughts or to calm our fears. It's not about thinking different thoughts so that we feel differently and thinking in different ways so that we no longer are no longer anxious. Quieting our anxieties is about a person. Our anxieties need a person and they that person that we have is the person of God. So what does this look like? What does it look like for us and what does it mean for us to bring our fears and our anxieties before God? 
I think a really great place to start and a great model for how we can do this can be found in the Psalms. They provide a framework for us to grow in being able to express our thoughts, our fears and our worries to God. They affirm and remind us of who our God is and the fact that he really does care about what is going on in our lives and that we can bring our fears and anxieties before him. Regardless of the severity of our anxiety, we're feeling tense or stressed about a big event that's coming up or if we're finding it really hard to get out of bed in the morning and our anxiety is so crippling that we feel that it's this incredible burden to do anything. We can bring that anxiety to our Heavenly Father. We can say help to Him. and We can also trust and know that He cares about the difficulty we're facing. Our Heavenly Father is not a distant God who manages the world and doesn't really care about the day-to-day happenings of our lives. He really does care. He's a God who draws near to us in all the little moments of our days. There's nothing too insignificant for him to pay attention to, but there's also nothing too great for him either. He really cares about the small details, the little things as we encounter them, because he is a personal God, a God who is close at hand, a God who is near. The love that God has for us is something that we can only begin to comprehend. It's a love and compassion that touches the little details of our lives, a love that lives within us as we grow in relationship with him. As we grow in recognising the love of God for us, we also grow in seeing how he is calling us to speak of all of our anxieties. We grow in being able to see how he is wanting us to run to him because he is that safe place in the middle of the storm. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something we're suddenly able to do because we realise it's something good. Instead, we are all on a journey of learning to run to God in times of trouble. We are all on a journey of growing in turning to him. The alarms and notification that our anxiety brings turn into reminders for us to turn to God. doesn't mean our anxiety will be cured. We're all troubled and broken people living in a world that is also troubled and broken. Instead, these alarms are reminders that we don't need to carry the burden on our own. They're reminders of a God who loves us immensely and cares deeply about what's happening. They are reminders that he is much stronger and much more capable than we are. We can bring our anxieties to him. We want to be grow in being able to do this. Sometimes that growth is not only in doing this more often when we experience anxiety, but it's also doing it just a little bit faster than we did previously. It is turning to God more and more often, but also it's turning to God with a smaller and smaller amount of time between feeling that anxiety and turning. It's less and less time of us trying to do something by ourselves about our anxiety. It's growing. This growth is is growing in saying, God help me more and more frequently. There are some great devotional type books that have small readings focused more on the topic, topic of anxiety. And they have these daily reminders in them that we can hold on to as we move throughout the day. Ed Welsh has written a book called A Small Book for the Anxious Heart. 
as well as another book called Anxiety, Knowing God's Peace by Paul Torches. I think I said that right. They're both filled with these solid scriptural reminders of who our God is and how we can bring our anxieties to him. And they function as a really great day-to-day reminder. Ed Welsh also has a great book called Running Scared. It's not a devotional, but a really thorough and thoughtful book on the topic of anxiety through the lens of scripture. Um, So that's it for this episode. Something I keep forgetting to tell you all about. You can find Trellis Counselling on Facebook and Instagram um, as as Trellis Counselling. And that is counselling with two L's. And we use that as a platform to try to keep you updated about our podcast and some of the other things that are happening that we are busy with at our organization um follow us or say hi and let us know what you think about what we're doing um and also any requests or topics you might like to hear about um and you can also find us on our website which is trelliscounseling.org um also two l's for counseling